You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We have time to run walls. The last few drives we had talked about running walls. We thought it was going to be a good play. It was going to be open. The first down or no? Chiefs need some Mahomes magic. Launches down the middle. Hill. Open. Caught. And they get it. Kansas City. The big play. Down the middle. It's Hill. In the open. Cuts it upfield. He might be gone. He is. Kansas City takes the lead with a minute to go. From 64. Incredible yards. All right, man, you know it, it, it has to be an emergency to pull us out here in March 23rd. Um, there, there's, no, there's no draft, there's no training camp, there's no season. Um, and Pete Sweeney, you better be paying all three of us for this. I'm telling you right right now for us to come out. And we live, too. We live here. That is uh, BK. I'm sure that's sort of um, what the hell is going on. Why are we here Tyreek Hill has been traded, 30 mil a year. He is now the highest paid non-quarterback in football, 72-plus guaranteed. He is no longer a Kansas City Chief. How? How did we get here? How? You want me to start with what the national media is telling you, or you want me to start with well, I want to know what my the theory is? is. You please. I want to hear your theory. I don't give a damn about no national I don't believe what people are saying about this was completely in reaction to the Devonte Adams deal. I just don't believe it, man, because he ended up getting a $25 million per year contract. And all of the reporting that we've heard coming out of Kansas city is that the chiefs were willing to go to like 20 to 20 to 24 is I think what everything has been reported thus far because the $20 million guys are like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and that, that kind of range. Everybody knew Tyreek was going to get more than them. 27 is where you're at, you're at with like the um the top end of the market right now. That's where they ended up landing in Vegas with Adams. I figured it would so- come somewhere in the middle. 24, 25 made some sense to me. And that's what he got. Like the $30 million per year contract that everybody is referring to is not real. You don't have to refer to that, guys, because that last year in his contract in Miami is fake. It's a $45 million piece of paper, and they're going to rip it up and tear it apart, and they're going to pretend like it never existed because if they cut him in that year, they are $5 million worse off because of it, and that's in 2026. It's thrown in there so that way Drew Rosenhaus can have a PR release where he can send it to Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and say, Look, my guy is now the highest paid player in NFL history among non-quarterbacks in an annual basis. It's not real. So if he wanted $25 million per year, Ron, maybe I'm wrong on this and I'll be proven wrong by the reporting that comes out. I think the Chiefs would have given that to him. I think Tyreek Hill wanted to play elsewhere. I think he wanted to go Mm. somewhere else. 
And I think that that's how we got to this place. I think he was dragging his feet on signing a deal. He saw the Devontae Adams deal and he said, this is my out. This is my way to go play football in Miami where I want to go play. And now he's going down there to play. Because you can't tell me that the Chiefs wouldn't have gone to $24, $25 million per year. And if they went to 24, you're telling me Tyreek Hill wanted to be traded over a million dollars per year. I'm not buying it. Uh, that's a that's a take I'm not hearing a lot of. Uh, I, I do I don't know I do think the 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 Adams thing changed something. Maybe he didn't. It is just hard for me to think, man, dog. I want to I want to ride down here with Tua, man. That's 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 where I want to live, man. My life, man. That's where I want to solidify things. Here is out here with Tua's ass. Like I, I, it is hard for me to believe that he went there. I I don't know. I, I do think the Adams deal did change change some things. He saw some numbers. And maybe hit a number that the Chiefs were like, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rocking to this. I'm not rocking to this. There seemed to be a deal of I want to be the highest paid guy, uh, receiver, non, non-quarterback. I want I want to be that dude. I want to set the market. My man said, I watched Deshaun Watson just get 230 guaranteed while having 22 lawsuits out. Hell, my my problems with 14 was 2014. I can go and get everything I want now. I can go do everything that I can. I, I just cannot believe – I don't know how else to say it. I can't believe Tyrese is stupid. I can't believe that he is so much to a point of living – like, all right, man, I'm like, I, I'm so down with this. I'm going to go down here with this organization and this quarterback to roll down here. I know Miami's a beautiful place, but, damn it, he can live there most of the year outside of being in Kansas City and leaving, you know – leaving the best quarterback potentially in the game in, in Patrick Mahomes to go to Tua. So I just – I don't know, man. I do feel like it was a money play, and the Adams and the Adams deal kind of gave him a number where he wanted to go above and and set the market. I just – boy, I, I just can't believe he huh. wanted out of playing so, with the Chiefs. I agree with both of you guys and in different ways. Like I, I do think that the Devonte Adams deal changed something here, something in this negotiation process. I think some of it might've been, you know, Tyreek Hill looking at his career and the fact that his off the field issues made him fall to the fifth round. So, okay. You're already not a high end draft pick. So you didn't get a high end contract your first few years in the NFL. Then his other issues led to the the Chiefs essentially getting a discount on his second deal, which still a sizable contract, still a lot of money, just not the kind of money that they were supposed to be that you're supposed to get when you're Tyreek Hill, when you're that caliber of player. But the Chiefs have gotten deals on Mahomes and Kelsey. So you thought that was just kind of a part of the process. Like you're taking less money to be a part of this winning culture, to win rings with Patrick Mahomes. But Tyreek Hill might be saying like, well, this might be the last big deal. And so I didn't get that money out of the gate. Now I want it on the back end. So I think it might have changed something there. But then when you look at the contract, I also agree with BK. It's that fourth year. He might wind up playing four years in Miami, but that fourth year is not real. Like that's going to be if he winds up playing four years there it's going to be converted somehow. They're going to change that up. They're going to restructure it. He's not going to get that fourth year of that contract. And so it's basically a three-year deal. And when you break down the numbers, it sounds like the Chiefs were basically willing to offer him that. So now I'm back at the conclusion that 
okay, he wanted the money and he wanted to live in Miami. And he said that I would prefer that over winning because I've already done my winning now. Also, part of what's gone wrong here is the reporting on the Devontae Adams deal. What's been reported is not real. He got a three-year, $67 million deal from the Raiders. That's what he got. It's $22.5 million on a per-year basis. The Chiefs were offering that. Every report that you had seen was that the Chiefs basically offered him a four-year deal worth $21.5 million per year. Guarantee, when they saw that deal from Devontae Adams, they were willing to go up an extra million dollars. I don't have that on reporting, but I can promise you that that would have happened on the Chiefs' end. I just don't know what happened that led to this. If he just wanted a funny money year on the back end of the deal to say, hey, I'm the highest paid player in the history of the sport, like the Chiefs could have put $100 million into that final year. He ain't never going to see it, but he can pretend like he's going to get it. And then to your point, sort of him just wanting to be the highest paid player, I I think part of this is just you've got to have some self-awareness, man. Like if that's what you wanted and you wanted that back in, what was it, 2019 when he got his last deal? Like, you just got – it was bad timing. Like, 2019, the Chiefs draft plans changed because of the Tyreek Hill recording that came out. That was bad timing. 2021, they asked him to get a restructure. He says no. Why? Nobody really knows because it doesn't actually change anything in terms of the cash flow that comes into you. But he just – I don't want to do it. I don't want to take a restructure. That was weird. That last season prevented them from being being able to make some other moves. And now this year, all off season, they've been handcuffed in what they've been able to do – because this negotiation has dragged out as long as it has. Like, listen, Tyreek Hill can go do whatever he wants to do. The NFL is becoming a little bit like the NBA, where the the players have a ton of power and more power Absolutely. to them, man. They're the ones that are out there going out there, and they're balling out. And Tyreek Hill has been one of the best players in the NFL on a below-market value deal for six years for the Chiefs. God bless him. Good for you, man. Do your thing. If you wanted to be in Miami, I got no qualms with it. I just have an issue with the way that some of this is being presented if that's really what was happening here. If what was happening here is Tyreek wanted to go make a bunch of money to play in a town that he wanted to live in, that's fine. But can we just be honest about what happened here? Because I haven't seen that coming up anywhere, and I think that's what happened, man. I I think there's a lot to this, man. And I think there may be a lot to, to this in regards of everything that has come with Tyreek Hill. And I feel like there's there's two sides that I think feel are being a bit disrespected and think that the other side should should have a different thought to it. I think on the Chiefs' end, they're sitting there thinking, hey, man, we took a chance drafting your ass in the first place. And then we even paid you right after you had that recording that came out that made you look real bad, right? We even gave you a deal where you got big money off of it. And now Patrick Mahomes, and I'll get to where what's got to be in his head in a bit, but Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, uh, Tyreek, or Travis Kelsey kind of all probably didn't get as much as they, they could have. And now we come to you here and we're dealing with you. And now like you you wanna you you wanna just hit us over the head with it after we have sat here and given you a contract that really wouldn't have to. We didn't suspend you, we didn't do anything, you know you know, to you, we just kept you on board and we were right behind you, support you the whole way, even when it was a thought of maybe we need to, maybe we need to do something. And then on the other end, like you alluded to Tyreek Hill and his, his point is saying the entire time y'all have had me, y'all have had a pro bowl to hall of fame level guy. And y'all ain't never had to pay me what I'm worth. 
Y'all ain't never had to come close to paying me what I'm worth. You got a bargain in the round you drafted me in. And then because of everything that happened, you got a bargain and how you, you constructed the contract and you paid me. And now I'm out of bargains. Like you gotta, you gotta hold me down. So I feel like it's, it's both sides. So I think have maybe legit qualms and points sure. coming into this together that then has led to, they can't get together. And I, be, I bet you both sides are like, come on, man. Like after we didn't held you down, Tyreek, like you can't, like you ain't gonna, like you ain't gonna work with us. And then Tyreek, like, hey, I've been giving y'all discounts since y'all got me, and y'all can't give me, you know, what I want. And I, I just, I think it's a, 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 an interesting thing. Whoever knew the reasoning for the trouble that Tyreek Hill had coming into the league would be like potentially the thing that has hurt him in this situation. And I just, I, I, I would not be surprised if the chiefs felt like, I mean, y'all, you should be, you should be willing to work with us after everything we have done to help you and get you, you should be willing to work with us. And that, and that's not, that is not the climate that Tyreek Hill is in. I do also want to say something else. The Chiefs like to structure their contracts in a very specific type of way. They like doing these incentive bonuses. Um, They like having a big bonus up front and a super low salary. And I mean, based on the way that Tyreek has looked at some of those things in the past, I do wonder if that's part of this as well. You look at his deal that he got with the, the Dolphins. It's very straightforward. He gets X number of dollars in salary. He gets X number of dollars in a uh, signing bonus. It's all very straightforward right there to the point. And I wonder if some of that came into this as well. We'll probably never know, honestly, as to what the actual breaking point was here. But there was some great reporting uh, over on The Athletic from Nate Taylor. He reported that Tyreek Hill basically told the Chiefs, hey, unless you make me the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, I'm not playing for you this year. And so if there are some people that are saying today, like, hey, why didn't the Chiefs just call his bluff? Why didn't they just have him play for him this year? They had him under contract. It's not like he was a a free agent or something they, they could have just held his rights if that's real and Tyreek is a very prideful guy and he just flat out wasn't going to play for him this year you weren't going to get more value for Tyreek as you continued going along this is when you were going to extract the most value out of him in a trade because of his age and because of the contract I, I get I don't like it. I'm I'm unhappy today because the Chiefs don't have Tyreek Hill on the team. They're not better today because of this. They're going to be Absolutely. worse this year as a result of this. But I, I get how something like this could happen. And Ron, you're right. It's both parties. I, I might have came on a little strong where Tyreek, this is like he, I think he might have forced his way out. But that only happens because the Chiefs didn't come in immediately and say, hey, ready to go, make you the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Whatever you want, we're going to make that happen. But there's got to be some give on both sides. And it seems like this in this negotiation, it was more both sides wanting to take as much as they could. And Serta, the the other backdrop to this, fellas, and Steve, I I know you you had to be thinking this. I know the way your head goes is Pat Mahomes has got to be somewhere pissed. He hasn't tweeted or anything in a day, but Pat Mahomes would be like, hey, man, I did all I put together this contract so we can all eat so we can keep this thing together. I did this so you can go get another deal so Travis can get a new deal so Chris can stay on board. So we can even keep Frank's ass here so we can get Tyron Matthew. So I did this 
to put everybody together and to be able to, I, I structured this contract for that to happen because Lord knows Tyreek Hill, what you did, Patrick Mahomes most definitely could have done that with the Chiefs and hit him over the head and done whatever he wants. He can go in there right now and say, you know what, my man, uh, Deshaun got two thirty guaranteed. I need three. Like it, like we, he could he could go make, but he didn't do that. He he had a plan, and I'm thinking he thought we all had a plan. I think he thought we all had this together to keep this thing together. And now you didn't just go on rogue and dip to Miami on us. You didn't just dip. Like I can't, I can't imagine where Patrick Mahomes' mind is. I agree. And yeah, he hasn't tweeted. I know we'll hear from Patrick at some point. He's going to talk to the media inevitably. That's probably not going to be until later in the off season. And he will undoubtedly get asked about that. And, you know, maybe he, does, oh, he's going to be a stand-up guy. And, you know, he'll he'll tweet something out eventually, I would imagine, the same way Travis Kelsey has and Nicole Hardman and Clyde and Chris Jones and whoever else is on the team. But that is the logic, right? But how often do we actually see those things fall into place like the way that they're planned when guys are like, oh, no, I want to be here forever. I want to win championships. That's just what you say to fans. That's what you say to organizations. You tell them what they want to hear. At that time, Tyreek said then, seven, didn't he? Tyreek said he wants to win seven championships. Yeah. And then inevitably the day comes where you got to start negotiating and Tyreek Hill chose to take this path. Now, I agree with you guys. This makes the Chiefs worse today. They, oh, they're not Super Bowl contenders. They right? they are not. Yeah, I, I think the case... There's a strong case that they're the fourth the best team in the AFC West. It's okay. I, I think the Chargers and Broncos third. are both better than them today, and you can make the case that the Raiders are as well because the Chiefs have the most holes on their roster of any team in this division today. And so well, they move, have they have the worst offensive weapons, and they have the worst defensive. Yeah, and so this weapons. move definitively makes them worse today. But I am curious if. You know, once these things started to unfold and BK mentioned it, I talked about it earlier today on the Arrowhead Pride Emergency podcast, Tyreek Hill dragging this out essentially handcuffs Ooh. the Chiefs in free agency and kept them from being able to spend big the way maybe they wanted to. So there was a turning point over the last 10 days or so where it said, OK, we got to start switching gears and changing to how do we get the resources to revamp this entire roster moving forward with young, cheap players and stay competitive? Because we should stay competitive, right? With Patrick Mahomes, we've seen what Aaron Rodgers has done with inferior rosters. Like with that guy, you assume that you're going to be a competitive team. But in this unbelievable division, you're simply not the best team in the division anymore. Like you just can't be. But that had to switch pretty quick over the last 10 days to okay, now it's about acquiring assets because now we got to build this thing back up for the future because that championship window, the makeup of that team that went to four straight AFC title games, back-to-back -back Super Bowls, one ring, that's over. That's done with now. BK, Imagine I can't be, BK, I can't be on the bill for the future right now. Like You got Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry, man. They're, they're still, you you got to try to make a way. So – it's interesting because this is clearly I, I've referenced this before um, the, the Patriots comparison for where the Chiefs are and what the Patriots had to do. The Patriots went through like four different builds in the Tom Brady era. The first one, that first like the four year stretch where they won the three rings early on in Brady's career. 
that was dominated by defense. Defense, yeah. The next era that we remember is the Randy Moss era, right? You got Randy Moss, you got Wes Welker. They're throwing it all over the yard. It's one of the greatest offenses that we've ever seen in the history of football. And then that changed. And then you have the two tight end era where they've got Aaron Hernandez and they've got Rob Gronkowski and, and they go that route. And then it changes again and it goes into the Gronk and Edelman era. And they, it just, they evolved over time and there was always a new wrinkle to what they were going to do. And now that's what the chiefs are tasked with, man. And it happened quick. You think they would like to go back like two weeks right now and be able to get back in on those Amari Cooper sweepstakes. Like you could trade a fifth round pick right now for Amari Cooper at a $20 million salary for this year that you could restructure where he's going to cost you like 7 million bucks. Yeah, I think they'd probably like to get back in on that right now, but they didn't know at the time that they were going to be yeah. without Tyreek Hill. So it, the, the the timing is not ideal, obviously. But I got to say, Ron, to that point, this becomes one of the more fascinating off-seasons from here on out that I can remember because they have a ton of ammunition when it comes to draft capital. There are some guys still out there that might be available to trade for. And also, if they just hold this until the draft, I'm fascinated to see what Brett Veach does with it. Does he move up? Does he move back? What's he going to maneuver? He's He's got to knock this thing out of the park. See, my, my thing is, this, I can't, like, they can't, I can't accept. And if I'm the Chiefs, and if you're a Chiefs fan, I, I just can't accept that that you're closing the door this year on a, a, a real championship aspirations. Now, it may look different. It's going to have to. But I, I would hope that they are still looking at making moves and doing it. Look how, man, Andy Andy ain't young. Like, Andy ain't in this rebuild it on up here thing, and we just going to use these 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 late first-round picks we got. To me, the, there's one real move that I see that can be made right now that says, all right, they're back in that level. They're not going to be as good as they were with Tyreek Hill. They're back in that level. And that is seeing if Seattle is going to give up DK Metcalf. I just don't like, see it. I don't think and, they're going to. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, that to me is like when you look at the other spaces, I don't know other teams that be willing to give up wide receivers that would make the most sense. He is, the Cooks? One, is he available? Like that, I mean, that is just like, that's just like Landry to me. That's just like it's a thousand hey, yards every year, though, man. Brandon Cooks and you got Juju. If you get a first round receiver, Juju and Brandon Cooks, it's not great. It's it's never going to be what it was with Tyreek Hill. You're not replacing Tyreek Hill one for one, but Cooks gives you a, a pretty solid patchwork there. No, I, I mean that. no, it's just a different guy. But I, now I think you just have a bunch of people who like to be in the same area of the field that are effective in Juju and Cooks and Kelsey. Here, DK Metcalf obviously would be a guy that is a big time downfield threat. And would he's not the downfield threat that that Tyreek is? I want to make that very clear. But he is, like he is somebody you look at it and you say, all right, man, we're gonna roll with with, with Kelsey, Metcalf, and Juju Hardman. Like you can like that one. You could say, okay, Patrick Mahomes can drag that together. Like that's to me the only real big time move, unless you unless you start you know doing some hoping and wishing, and you you know you find a a, a rookie wide receiver that is just amazing, but that's not something you can depend on and count on. I just think we're past that point. Like I, I think we're at a point where the free agent market, the top end guys that you could have paid that you would have wanted to add to 
legitimately, you know, those guys are day one contributors. They're going to make you better as soon as you sign them and get them on the football field. That market's basically dried up at this point. It's NFL draft. Now it's, we got to get young players in here that are inexpensive and we got to hit on these draft picks. I, I just don't see them going out and after trading away Tyreek Hill, then trading away more draft assets for a player like DK Metcalf, who's going to be looking for an extension next season. Like, yeah, on top of that, he, he's just, he, guys, he's just not available. Like I, I, I would be absolutely stunned if the Seahawks with Pete Carroll at the helm are going to throw in the towel. You mentioned it with Andy. Andy doesn't want to rebuild and neither does Pete. Pete Pete's going to try to get Baker Mayfield or one of these other guys that's going to become available at quarterback. And he's going to try to piece that thing together. It ain't going to work, but yeah, he's, he's going to try. The towel. I mean, oh. He's thrown in the towel with it. Like, I don't know, man. We heard, we heard Tyler Lockett was available around the time Russell, Russell traded. I, I mean, if they can get more first round picks, to make it about I've got to explore that I can't just to me I when you say the draft when you say like what what Serta is saying I'm not saying it's not a, an understandable point that you're making but when you say you're going to go that route then you're saying we're just we're just a team hoping to make the playoffs and but not, I think you could I think you can improve elsewhere I think the way you do this is you reallocate your assets and that doesn't mean you're going to go into the year as the favorite I don't think there's anything the Chiefs can do between now and the start of the season that will make them the favorite over Buffalo I don't think there is I think they're probably going to be playing a road playoff game this year but if you reallocate some things if Robert Quinn for example becomes available I don't know if he will or not but we can all say that Chicago's not going in the right direction right now. If they got $20 million of cap relief, like maybe they would do that. But somebody like that in that ilk. Okay, that's a defensive end that could come in and help you right away. You can make his deal and structure it in a way that he's making, I think, 13 million bucks this year. It's not breaking the bank for you. You could make that work. You bring in a guy like James Bradbury, probably give up a fifth round pick for him right now. And New York's even considering cutting him. It's a pretty good corner. He comes in, he helps you right away. All right, now we fix some things at defensive end and at, at cornerback for us. That's the money we're planning to give to Tyreek Hill. And instead, it's going to the defensive side of the ball. We fixed two really big holes there on that side of the ball for us. You're not going to like this answer, but at wide receiver, maybe a trade for LaVisca Chenault. And maybe you bring in a Jarvis Landry or a Marquez Valdez Scantling, who I am not a big fan of, but... I think that's probably the route they're probably going to have to go. Somebody like that, a mid-tier veteran receiver, and you trade up maybe to 15 or so, and you get whichever is your favorite of this year's wide receivers. Maybe they end up having a Justin Jefferson type of rookie year. We've seen a lot of those guys that have come in right away now, and they're able to have maybe it's 800 yards as a rookie. And you've still got McCole Hardman there. You've still got Juju Smith-Schuster there. I could see how it pieces things together in a way that makes you pretty good. Are you the favorite? No, I don't think there's anything you can do between now and the beginning of the season. That's realistic. That makes you the favorite, but man, that's where we're at. And, and now it's about hoping and wishing and baby Patrick Mahomes going to be earning that contract this year. I'll tell you that much. Will yeah, Fuller. Yeah. I mean, whole, Will Fuller, sure. Fuller action. You're I saying a whole bunch it. of hoping and wishing. Uh, on both sides, like you, I understand re, re I understand re, redirecting where the money goes and adding and, and strengthening other spots, but I mean, uh, like that ain't that ain't it. That ain't gonna be it. Before we get out of here, I I can't let us leave this podcast without mentioning Garrick Dieter just had himself a day to day. Aside from him, you know, not getting paid and making millions of dollars like Tyreek Hill, 
being on the FaceTime with Tyreek in the picture that his agent sent out, that Tyreek sent out after they knew the deal had gone through. And then in Tyreek Hill's farewell message to the Kansas City Chiefs in the Kansas City community, Dieter gets a shout out. Look yeah. at our guy. Look at no, our that's guy. Not my, that's not my guy. Uh, Patrick Mahomes packed his shit and put it out on the damn uh, porch. <laughs> whatever, whatever shorts or whatever stuff that, that Garrick has at his house, he packed that shit up and put it on the porch and told Andy and Britt, y'all can go ahead and y'all can go ahead and be done with him because you've shown your allegiance. Take your ass to Miami then. You're going to do that. How dare you could you be on the phone like that? Pat's hurt <laughs> and you in here on the phone. Get your shit and get out. That's what that that's that's what that's what that's what Pat's telling Gary Dieter. He ought to be ashamed of himself. That Ron, one number. question before we get out of here. Twelve. If you can't have, let's say they can't trade for a receiver that's going to get you excited. Th- th- those guys aren't available because I th- I think that's a reality. I don't think any of those guys are going to be available, and I hope I'm wrong. I-, I would love to see DK Metcalf as a chief. What could they do that would make you excited about 2022? Outside of trading for one of those receivers, like dealing in the realm of the reality that we have to assume is real, like, I'm what in, could I'm they in, do? I've been in mind mode. The Chiefs are in Super Bowl, and you have Patrick Mahomes every year. You're in Super Bowl mode. And the only way is to just put together some hellacious defense or, or add, add moves. Like you're saying, those just moves aren't going to be enough. Like those moves are going to put you in the 15th range and that ain't going to be good enough to go along with what you have i mean i just i think they have been handcuffed with how late like they had to wait but they like like jpp ain't gonna be enough you know i even bobby quinn ain't gonna be enough like they i mean they just i don't know man like the trades are like you can't get a khalil mack now you can't get like guys that can be complete game changers to reel it in. Like Sucks that they me, can't go after JC Jackson with that money that they just uh I'm just had saying, become I'm available. Just, I'm just saying, dog, like with this offense, the way it's shaping up, like they look like they're gonna need to be a Super Bowl contender, a real one. And it's not just what the Chiefs have, it's what everyone else has done to them. Like they have LeBron James this thing. They have looked at Mahomes and said, we've got to do whatever the hell we can to beat you. Everybody almost in the AFC has done it. And you you rolling out here with Juju Smith-Schuster and McCole Hardman as your best wide receivers. Like, what in the hell? So, to me, with that, like, you got to have a top 10 like defense, even with Mahomes, to be able to fight off these other teams. And I like, I just don't know what it is they would be able to do to, to put that together. Like, I, 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 I'm going to say this. I know Andy and Brett ain't just going to sit back. I don't think. I don't think they're going to sit. I think they're going to work things and try to put together a team that can compete. I'm just intrigued to see what it is. But as it is right now, they're not a Super Bowl contender, and they will have a fight to get into the playoffs because they got to go through three other teams in their in their own division who, who are on a fight to get sir, in. Sir, I know we got to get out of here, but is there anything they could do, realistically speaking, that could get you back in? Like, not – I, again, not that they would be the Super Bowl favorites, but you'd go into the season thinking like this team could still win a Super Bowl if things fell right for them. I mean, I think Melvin Ingram is the easy answer oh at edge. He's not a long-term answer, but if you bring him back and it might be like a, you know, he wants to wait to sign type of thing. Cause he doesn't want to go through all the dumb off season stuff at this stage of his career. 
I think that that is a win for you because he's going to be affordable. And we saw last year that he can still be very effective. Your pass rush still isn't going to be as good as any other pass rush in this division, but that's where we're at right now. You do that, you go draft somebody and then it's just about veteran dart throws at this point, just whatever is available on the market that you can get at a reasonable rate, because now you got the money to do it. You can go do it now and go hit on some draft picks and you go into next season, just assuming that Patrick Mahomes is going to be enough to keep you in contention all year. Cause we're talking about, we talked about this earlier today on the NFL show, the AFC North got the Browns who are going to have Deshaun Watson at some point, right? The Bengals who have, have, added to their offensive line. So they're going to be even better with Joe Burrow. They just made a Super Bowl. Ravens, I think, are going to be good and competitive next season. They had so many injuries last year. It really hurt them down the stretch. And then you talk about the Colts. Like, they're kind of interesting with Matt Ryan. Like this AFC is absolutely stacked. It's not just the AFC West. It's the entire conference. Ron, can, can, can I try to... In the, in the and Buffalo. Yeah, and Buffalo is the best team in football, probably. Rob, before we get out of here, I'm glad he brought up. You said the, this the, twice. Before we get out of here, you said I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad he brought up the Bengals because you look at what they did a year ago. It wasn't like they put together that defense with a bunch of studs. Like they went out there and they they paid cheaper deals for some of those guys. Chinobi Awuzie, he wasn't a big time player. Von Bell, he's not getting crazy amounts of money. Mike Hilton, not crazy amounts of money. Eli Apple, I know everybody gets our jokes off on him, but he ended up being a significant piece of that defense. You could piece this thing together, as Sert is saying, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And it's going to be easy. They got to basically bat a thousand, but they could still do it. But they didn't have Deshaun Watson in their division last year. And Lamar Jackson died in the middle of the season physically, and he was gone. Right. The, Russell Wilson wasn't over here as as well. Right. The Raiders didn't have Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro and and and, and Derek Darren Waller rolling around as a damn triple threat. Like this AFC is in a different world right now. The, it's the, fair the point. Buffalo <laughs> Buffalo didn't have have Von Miller on the outside as a pass rusher as well. Like I just this it's it's not just what the Chiefs have done; it's what everyone else in the conference has done to get to them. And it's a completely different world they're living in. I like I said, man, I expect Brett Nandy to do something. I it's hard to see what it is they can do. They got trades they got to make, but they got to scour things. DK Metcalf makes the most sense. He may not be available, but I didn't know Tyreek was. So, like, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't know that was available. They loved so. your lock. They got it. They you will get LaVisca Chenault, and you will like it. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Much like Tyreek Hill, we are out. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.